Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Fans, and welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 30, and it is our season three finale. I am Joe Murata. This, as always, is Michael Quinn. How are you, Quinn? Howdy doody. 30 years, right? 30 years. How have we done it? How have we made it this long? <laughs> we have more years on this podcast than we do experience individually in wrestling. Wow. That's just, that's mind-blowing, Michael. It's you crazy. I don't even know how that works. I don't know. Speaking of years, Quinn, and speaking of 30, this is your last episode being 30 next week, your 31st birthday. Hmm. Craziness. Doesn't seem like much of a bump, does it? <laughs> 30, 30 to 31? Yeah. No, it's not really. Trust me, from I experience. I don't even remember that my birthday is coming up. <laughs> like... What? Well, that eh, happens sometimes. Maybe it's old age. Maybe. <laughs> Folks, we thank you for being with us here this Monday, May 8th, 2017 for our season three finale. Quinn, it's a very special episode. Yes, it is. We know everything we're going to talk about this time. It's very rare. Very, very rare. We actually have everything ready to roll. We have some great things for you. But before we get to any of that, Quinn, there's a few places people can check us out, right? The Twitter at OVP Podcast. Yeah, there's that. We have a website. OVPPodcast.com. And what, what, can, what can you find? there well, you can find all the links to everything that we talk about on this show that's right and um you know just you can leave comments yes comments talk about the the shows that you listen to or watch now yeah sure because there's links to the youtube page that's right with our new wwf championship wrestling review series it might not be championship all the time but it might not but right now what we're doing is we're going through the year 1982 by way of championship wrestling and possibly all-star wrestling a little all-star a big assist to richard land on that one for providing this content most definitely unseen content unseen we're actually getting preview content before he releases it to his channel we're the real unseen matches (laughs) (laughs) and quinn there's some places that they can uh, check us out you know obviously there is apple podcasts yes apple podcast it's it's a new thing it's not, not really. iTunes. It's itunes just they <laughs> just change the name apple podcast and you can leave a review on apple podcast on apple podcast you can leave a review and where else are we quinn we're also on google play music yes stitcher really blueberry oh and uh <laughs> tune in tune in yeah and all all the places where you can get podcasts basically. all the places and one of those places is the place to be nation place to be nation.com you can go there and check out some great wrestling podcasts you you can listen to us again yeah you can listen to this podcast twice listen to row. it twice it's so nice listen to it twice but another thing you could do is listen to the place to be podcast yes um the flag mothership the flag mother, mother. the flag mother sip <laughs> the flagship and the mother sip they have made it to 86 finally they're out of 85 yes they are in 
the glorious year of 1986. <laughs> the year of your birth. Yes. And they have some great content there, some great podcasts, so a big shout out and a thank you to those guys. And we also just want to thank our fans for your support over these last 30 uh, years. <laughs> yeah. Or 30 episodes. 30 episodes, We really. know. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. We're, we know it's just episodes. Yeah. <laughs> We're not We know it's stupid. just weeks. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. We want to thank Scott Keith and the Blog of Doom for all of his help. Yes. Great. They've been fantastic over there at the Blog of Doom. Yep. And of course, anyone that has ever left a comment, tweeted at us, sent us an email, requested anything, we appreciate that. Quinn and I never thought we would really see the day <laughs> where people would actually care about yeah. what we are talking about. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's a very strange feeling. It's an interesting moment in your life when you go on Google and you type in WWF Blast Off <laughs> and your podcast shows up as like one of the first results. That's a milestone, Quinn. Yeah. And all before your 31st birthday. I'm so young to have this experience, <laughs> this this great this great stuff. It is. It's to me. cathartic in a way, really. Yeah. I've accomplished so much. Yes, you really have, yeah. Quinn. So, folks, without further ado, we're going to get to our first topic of this morning. Of course, because we're live, and you're listening to this in the morning. Every time we're what, <laughs> yeah, we're what always live. We're not? <laughs> Why wouldn't we be? As we're talking, this is really happening. Yeah, you're hearing it live. <laughs> we're broadcasting this yeah. right now. And Quinn, I guess I'll ask you, but really, we're we're really asking each other and you fans at home. Let us know what you think. What do we think of sports? Entertainment. It's a male soap It makes you crazy. Some people ask wrestling, are they a real sport? But it's not sport. It's sports entertainment. It's there to fulfill your needs, to give you something extra to look forward to. Okay. What? <laughs> like, how are we defining this said sports entertainment? Like, what? How okay. broad are we going here? It's very simple, Quinn. Mm-hmm. Before 1985, wrestling wasn't smoky bars. <laughs> Took this sport, which used to be in smoky National Guard armories with warm beers and everything else. Where were said bars? <laughs> I, I've never heard of these bars. Can you still see wrestling at smoky bars, just not WWF? Like you just go to your local tavern and there's wrestling? Like Bill's watering hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was that, by the way? I don't know. That whole mentality or smoky bars. What do they mean by that? Well, you could smoke in arenas, too. So yeah. what, what was not smoky about them? <laughs> I don't know. But what I guess I mean about sports entertainment, Quinn, I guess the best delineation, the best definition, quote unquote, I can find is it's a pretty famous interview out there. You you and I have both seen it of Steve Austin show, but it was on the WWE Network and he had Vince McMahon on there with him a couple years ago. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do remember that. After the CM Punk fallout, the, all that stuff. The one where Austin tried to give out Vince's Twitter to everyone at yeah. the end and he got all sad. <laughs> he got all sad. It, he didn't even get mad. He was just like, oh, don't mm, do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, and at Vince McMahon on Twitter. Oh, and man. so they can send you the feedback and you can get what the people want. But one of the things that Vince says on that show, Quinn, when Austin refers to pro wrestling is Vince says, well, we don't do pro wrestling this is entertainment pro wrestling is what my father did and that to me is the mentality shift right there you know pro wrestling is you know what my dad did sports entertainment started when vince mcmahon said it started in the mid 80s that's kind of bullshit (laughs) that's what i think of sports entertainment why is that because at the end of the day it's two guys (laughs) in their underwear fighting each other (laughs) okay and with stories okay but don't you do you think that vince mcmahon provided some positive contributions to this i'm not saying he didn't okay let's talk about some of them i'm saying yes sports entertainment has its positives and it has its negatives perfect let's use that as a launch pad here i'll just say its positives are this Uh uh-huh 
before it was sports entertainment, yes. it felt more small time and carny. It's just okay. this overall feel of like, this is a big thing. This is like mainstream. Sure. Now, now this would include even WWF or WWWF before, yeah. you know, Vince Jr. took over, before the Hulkamania era, maybe. Well, that's to me where pro, it was still pro wrestling. I agree. Like this, this stuff from the early '80s, WWF even it's still pro wrestling. And that's wrestling. not to say they didn't have like big shows or anything, but they weren't selling out the you know the Astrodome and the no and the Pontiac Silverdome. I mean, it was it was a big sporting spectacle, spectacle the same way that boxing could be. Yeah. Where it was a sporting event, and it right. was treated as such. I mean, you know, the doctors at ringside, all yeah. of the sports formalities, all the, all the um. The attorneys. Yeah, the attorneys, the judges, whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. But the thing that I think Vince did do that helped it is exactly what you said. He made it more like it. He took it from small time to big time. He, yeah. no question. Well, I feel like a lot of the stuff he did is he streamlined it. He, yes. Like, perfect example was the attorneys and the, all this crap at ringside. It's like, and the athletic commission. Yeah. Like, why the hell did an athletic commission need to ever be involved in the first place in fake fighting? Because like, it was pro wrestling. It was still a sport. Nobody thought it had been real since, like, the 60s at that point. We were way beyond people knowing the big secret. It was right? an open secret, Quinn. Yeah. But kayfabe was very much alive and real, and it was actually a big deal when Vince McMahon came out in the mid-80s to get around the athletic commissions and say, no, this isn't a sport, this is sports entertainment. Right. Now, do you think there's a problem with the fact that you're taking the kayfabe out of wrestling, like, with sports entertainment? Be- I do don't you think know. It, do you, and do you think it caused that to happen the fact that it was named sports entertainment i think it was gonna happen one way or another eventually maybe vince accelerated that yeah but i mean the 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 side effect of all this is like the dirt sheets and stuff yeah and like the fact that that's like just a known thing and now the fans like they know they're watching a show and if it's not written the way they want it to be written then it becomes a disappointment. Whereas before, it's like, well, if a guy like loses, it's like, oh well, it's sports. It's like you don't you don't always win. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of the best things about being a fan. Before that curtain is pulled back, before kayfabe is broken to a fan. I'm not now. I'm just talking to a fan on fan, right? Yeah. One of the best things is getting so invested in it, where it is like watching a sports game, where you don't know who's gonna win. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> Well, see, I think it, it can still be that, though, because the perfect example is, like, we're watching these championship wrestlings from 82 or whatever, right? Right. And, like, we're, like, really, like, into it. And it is fake, even though it's before the sports entertainment era. Yes. But you can still get that excitement now for any match you might watch at a pay-per-view or, you know, on Monday Night Raw or something. You can. It's all about getting invested in the product. Yeah. One of the things that I think is interesting, Quinn, is that in the NWA, in the same time, in the mid-80s, yeah. they were putting on, a, I guess, what was presented as a more serious, right, well, it athletic... It was still pro-wrestling over there. Even in the, with, the, yeah. <laughs> with the Crockett's, right? Yeah. But it was still entertaining. Yeah, and you know what? I look back at what the NWA was doing in the 80s, mm-hmm. and I say, I feel like there's room for that still. Like, okay. I, that, that idea, like... You know, we live in this day with MMA and contact sports are like kind of there's still there's still something people talk about. Like people still talk about the Floyd Mayweather fights or the the Ronda Rosies of the world, you know, (laughs) Rosie. Yeah, sure. And, you know, they talk about them fighting and stuff. Yes. I feel like 
with the next step of sports entertainment is to take somewhat of an NWA approach. Make and, it more serious. And make it more serious. And I see them try stuff. Like, NXT tries it with the ref with the black gloves when they start bleeding <laughs> yeah, or but something. I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, those are just little things. But it, the the idea is that you hype the big fight, and then when it happens, it's like it feels like this, like an actual sporting event, even though everyone knows it's predetermined. Sure. But the advantage of it being predetermined is you could make it better. Why don't they? It, the problem... <laughs> okay, so the problem is, is that... They've done sports entertainment for so long, right? So now, yeah, now we've years. gotten to this point where, like, it's like they've done everything, right? So, like, what do we do now? You're saying, in a sense, go backwards, but in a good way. Go backwards in a good way, kind of rebooty, rebooty it, rebooty it. But here's yeah. the thing, Quinn: someone did try to rebooty it in the early '90s, and his name was Jim Cornette with Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and that was very clearly a rejection of the sports entertainment mentality. It was bringing back to that southern old school wrestling. And it had a lot of supporters. In fact, I know one of our fans, Marty Howell, is a big fan of that era. Well, that was garbage. <laughs> so that, that stunk. You're going to hear from Marty on this. Now, here's what the real reboot of that was. It's called A Little Promotion in Philadelphia. It's I don't know what it, ECW? Yeah. ECW. Yeah, that. That. That was more real and cool gritty and, and gr- different yeah but that to me is actually going back the way it is because where were they smoky bingo halls <laughs> and bars and That's crap true with and, a lot of violence yeah. and the violence hmm. was as it it can look silly when you look at like out of context clips yeah but the fans were like oh these people are hurting like i remember back then like it wasn't like we thought everything was gimmicked or anything. We're like, sure. this is real. Like, and that was a reason why Paul Heyman couldn't even get on freaking TV. Yeah, they was thought it was real. Thought it was real. That's a great point, Quinn. But would you still consider that sports entertainment? Yes. Yes. I right. think it's a it's an a, like an evolution of sports entertainment. I think that's a very astute observation. It, and all these traditionalists want to say it's crap, but if, if you think about it, it's just diluting it down to the beginning again and going in a different direction with it it's hey this is real and everything they do is going to hurt them like dramatically and these guys hate each other these guys hate each other but instead you're allowing them to use weapons and stuff right Right. and just presenting it differently yeah what about this quinn let me pose this to you because sports entertainment obviously does have its detractors uh i happen to be a fan of wwf's brand of entertainment for the most part obviously that said, have you ever tried to sit through some freaking old 1970s NWA stuff? That shit is boring. And, of course, the very popular George Becker returns to Channel 3's Championship Wrestling to take on the Oriental P.Y. Chung. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. There's something to be said for what Vince did for this, and we've noticed it doing all these reviews. Yeah, these championships. And in general, like and all, the, the yeah. Nawa from yeah. last week, right? Yeah, that was awful. And it was from 90. Yeah. But those are all imitators, if you think about it. Of what? Of, of because Vince. it's not Vince. No way. You Nawa? Think? I don't I, know. I, I think Nawa is another Vince ripoff. Quinn, you and I had a hard time getting through that AWA show from the 80s. Well, yeah. That, that was more in the pro wrestling. But that's what I mean. Yeah. What Vince did, in a lot of ways, whether it's traditional or not, whether it's a pure thing or not, is he chopped out unnecessary elements kind of like you said he streamlined it he's the apple of um wrestling basically <laughs> he's like Steve that's jobs what... now what is this 
Uh, I don't know, but it works. That's what Apple does with their products. They yeah. chop out all this crap where people don't know how to use it, and then they he only takes like the mainstream, like good stuff okay. that people like. But there's always going to be people that don't like that mentality, right? Well, and yeah. that's where I'm getting at with this. What do you think of this whole thing? <laughs> it's such a business now. Like, Global. It, like, it's this thing, right? And it's this big juggernaut, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to appeal to everybody because now they're shareholders. Yes. Who the hell would ever think right. when this started yes. that some stupid carny-based bullshit <laughs> would become like inve- like on the New York Stock Exchange? Like, <laughs> it's true. But now that it is, right, it's like, no, John Cena can't blade all the time or anything because, you know, kids might see that. Or, like, you we gotta, have to have this guest star on yeah, here. And, and you have to, even though we don't like these celebrities, I bet you there really is people who, like, flip the channels and they don't know anything about wrestling, but they, if they see one of the, the Muppets or some crap on there, <laughs> they're like, what's this? And they right. actually watch it and the rating actually upticks. I mean, you could like, be right about that. I know, that, to. I like, know that the Total Divas crossover has made people aware of the WWE. Right. So the problem with this now is that you have this situation where the mainstream product mm-hmm. is not for the core audience. Boom. That's the problem. Beautiful. And then what's more bizarre about it to me is that you have this tiny like thing that they made on the side for development. Mm-hmm. Developmental. Development. Development. It, it, they kind of turned it into essentially here's our hardcore audience that like wants to watch the way we used to do it i guess kind like of, not yes. even not even like pro wrestling no, it's sports like sports entertainment, sports the way entertainment they used to. but like when it was still a new thing like and that's the brand that you and i really like i really like that brand because it's about the slow burn and the, right. there's no bs celebrities or mm-hmm. it's there there's no silliness on that show it's like it's the matches are everyone's trying to get to the top it's yes. like even the jobber matches matter on a very that simple story yeah. to follow yeah before we leave this topic here what do you think of lucha underground is that sports entertainment i think that that is another interesting diversion it's another interesting thing that like it's a paul Heyman-esque kind of deal to me it forked off it's a fork off yeah. You know, it's a fork-off sports entertainment, sure, again. Just right. like Paul Heyman was doing a fork-off sports yep. entertainment, right? Yep, yep. It, it's, this, it's the idea of, let's take the story aspect to the next level. Like, the, right. the, like where Paul Heyman took the violence aspect to the next level, Lucha was like, no, this is going to be like, a, like an actual like television drama. Mm-hmm. People can die. Like there's yeah. <laughs> like that that was always the best yes. that was the craziest thing to me yes. on that show is that actual wrestling characters can be killed off and not in like a way where it's like not tasteful it's like no it it's understood that this is like a television show sure you know characters die on a tv show right yeah, yeah. or like this is a tv show so women could beat men because yeah it's a freaking sh- tv show it's right a TV it's, show. it's that sports entertainment taken to the next level and actually like taking a more like hbo approach or netflix. like netflix Literally like, where it's like it's a little more edgy right sure. but in a good way sure. not in like a edgy to be edgy way right it's like no it's like why can't this person win <laughs> right why can't this happen basically yeah, because it's tv and it can't yeah well i'll say this I, I know lucha has a lot of detractors a lot of purists you know think that that's absolute garbage i don't i think it's an entertaining television show yeah it's certainly nothing like wwe and that's okay doesn't need to be 
We don't need more WWE. Exactly. That's what TNA tried to do. And look how good that works. <laughs> yeah. They're not even called TNA anymore. Do you <laughs> right. hear about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want wrestling, it's still certainly out there. And I mean, there's always going to be elements, I think, of sports entertainment in it now. And I think that's a good thing. I think a good way to close mm-hmm. with this yep. is to say this. Through sports entertainment, I feel like it alienated enough people, right? To mm-hmm. the point that it's probably the reason that alternatives even exist. I think that's a fair way to put it. If Vince had not done this, there wouldn't be other people like, no, I want my old school wrestling back. And like, then there's Smoky Mountain or like the way NWA was doing it. Or then like, there wouldn't be people in the nineties. It's like, no, I want like when they did those violent matches in WWF, I want that. Right. It's like, then there was ECW. Right. And then there was people like, well, I really like the stories, but the stories really stink now in WWF because they are, they're so mainstream and they have to be real basic. And then, Hey, Lucha Underground. Sure. And you wouldn't have a ton of us fans that like Japanese wrestling the way you do now too. Right. Because that's also partially a rejection of the, the Vince version of sports entertainment. Right, the strong style, if strong you Strong style, exactly. Yeah. I think overall, I, I, I'm with you, Quinn. I know that Vince has gotten a lot of shit over the years, and a lot of it rightfully so. Yeah. But if there's no sports entertainment, you know, and, and by that, folks, I just mean the shift towards his mentality starting in the mid-80s, and it's gotten, you know, more pronounced over the yeah. years. But if there's no sports entertainment, we're not doing this podcast. Agreed. One hundred percent. And I think that's the best way to put it. So, yeah, it sucks sometimes. But overall, my best memories of wrestling are during Vince McMahon's promoted version of sports entertainment. Yep. And I think same here. And I think we can both agree on that. So, folks, we will be back with season three finales, Mount Rushmore and Death Valley. We are doing one right after this. Oh, Beaker. I'm so glad you're here. Now, this new Muppet Labs energy drink I created is scientifically guaranteed to provide speed, power, agility, and fresher smelling breath. But you must get it to Santino right away. Scoot. It has been said that anything can happen here in the World Wrestling Federation, but now more than ever, truer words have never been spoken. This is a conscious effort on our part to open the creative envelope, so to speak, in order to entertain you in a more contemporary manner. Even though we call ourselves sports entertainment because of the athleticism involved, the key word in that phrase is entertainment. And from week one, week after week, I've got an ongoing lecture about the differences in professional wrestling and sports entertainment. You're listening to Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast, the fastest growing weekly episodic retro sports entertainment audio podcast in the world. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling, not sports entertainment podcast. (laughs) This is our season finale for season three, episode number 30. Thank you for joining us this Monday, May 8th, 2017. Michael Quinn... We are going to do our last Rushmore and Death Valley of the season. It will yeah. return. Re- it will return for season four. And Quinn, we both know what we're going to talk about today. Yes, we do because so, we do that in the finale. We do that in the finale. So, folks, without further ado, our Mount Rushmore and Death Valley is WWF World Champions. 
or heavyweight. Heavyweight, a world heavyweight. <laughs> Whatever they maybe. feel like saying nowadays. <laughs> right. So Quinn, this is obviously a topic that I think we're going to agree on a couple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're going to have some maybe a long road ahead of us getting to some of these. So I'd like to open the floor to you, sir. What do you got first? I think when I th- when I myself think of like the WWF World Heavyweight Championship, like there's one man, and that is. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Can't he, agree more. He is the definitive yeah. World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. Absolutely. From 1985 until really, you know, 93. Yeah. He was the... Pr- 84 to 93. He was the primary champion. But he's also like the definitive Vince... Owned yes, World Wrestling Federation Titan Sports <laughs> champion. <laughs> he he represents an entire era. Yes, the Hogan era. And I think, I mean, Hogan. Here's the thing: is we don't like his character too often because of you know it's he's, kind he, of assy. He's kind of assy, <laughs> but as a champion, you know, he looks the part. Really, oh, I hell mean, yeah. like it, it, he he's like just a good champion. It's like a guy that like you see as the face of the company, right? It's like, we're always talking about the face of the company, sure. right? It's like, you know, he looks good when you have, like, Thriller playing and Championship Wrestling starts up and he's <laughs> right. coming to the ring with his belt and they're mm-hmm. clipping back to him beating the Sheik and it's like, yep. this is the champ, baby. Dude looks like, good on a poster. Yeah. Right? Posing and he's got the belt. The yep. belt look. The he belt. makes the belt look really good too. any of them especially yeah. the the classic winged eagle but even the ones before that yeah he just it looks good around his waist <laughs> you look at that guy and you're like that's a champion right there that's the world freaking champion it's not like why does this guy have the belt there's no question <laughs> no question there's no questions when it comes to hulk hogan from from beating the sheik in 84 dropping it to andre but then you know winning it again right from savage macho man yeah Losing it to Warrior, everything about that era, it is punctuated by Hulk Hogan. And it's punctuated by the title. The title goes hand-in-hand yes. hand with Hulk Hogan's career. Absolutely. The Hogan era is basically Hogan is the face of the company. Hogan is the champion. He's the man to beat. And that's, to me, what makes a good champion. The when you truly beat. feel he is the man to beat. It's not like, and there's these other guys that are bet really better. Or, yeah. You know, he's not the real champ. He's the champion because, you know, he needs the belt. Right, belt, right. He didn't need the belt, but the belt the belt needed him. The belt needed Hogan. That's rare. You know what? In a way, that's true. It was weird when he didn't have it. Yeah, the and it se- the world title seemed less important when Hulk Hogan didn't have the belt. I think you're right. Even even with some good champions that were mixed in there, yeah, it was it was kind of fell from grace if Hogan didn't have it. Right. And it's weird. With, with all due respect to like the Macho Man and the Warrior. Ultimate Warrior sure. But- I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's a no-brainer. I think Hulk Hogan goes on Mount Rushmore. If you're cool with it, let's put him on. Let's put him on. All right, Michael. I'm not surprised at that one. I figured we would start with him. Yes. I'm going to throw one at you. Let's see what we think. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Stone yeah. Cold. I wouldn't say he's at the level of Hulk Hogan as the champion. Now, this is a weird situation because... As we had just said that Hulk Hogan, the belt needed him. Yeah. I don't know if the belt really needed Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't and think so either. And I don't so think either. Steve Austin needed the belt. I don't think so One, either. Yeah. So it's a very strange situation. But when he had it, it made sense. Yes. It wasn't weird. It wasn't weird. He was the guy to beat. He was the face of the company. Yep. And he was, the, he was definitely the marked man. Now, did he look... Like, I mean, he doesn't look like a champion. That was part of his appeal. Right. And that's what's cool about him is that for his time, 
Mm-hmm. Not looking like the champion, but being the champion was kind of cool. It was like, it was. this guy's the best. Right. But he doesn't really care about this thing like right yeah exactly yeah, like, it's like it's he's just nonchalantly the champion dragged it around yeah had his own throw version it all made. over <laughs> putting beer on it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> total total antithesis to hulk hogan in the 80s and early 90s and i always thought that funny about austin is that when he was chasing the belt mm-hmm. do you remember before he was ever the champion yep all he was interested in was the title yeah. but then when he became the champion it was kind of like it was just some thing that was there. Yeah, like, it was more like Vince was obsessed with getting it off of him than Austin was with keeping it. Yeah, and when he lost it, it wasn't he wasn't mad that he lost it. He was mad that Vince McMahon screwed him out of it. Right. Like, it, it, it was more because of Vince. That not, he got screwed. It was like he kind of knew, like, I'll get the title back. It yeah. doesn't really matter. But like it's a formality. It's like this asshole like screwed it up. Right. And he definitely didn't have as long of a reign as Hogan overall. I mean, he had a few months before dropping it to Kane. Yeah. Won it back. How many times did he end up being the champion? Four or five? I don't even know. I mean, he won it from from Michaels, lost it to Kane a few months later. Yeah. Lost it in like that weird match against The Undertaker and Kane a few months after that. Yeah. Then he didn't have it in, until WrestleMania 15 for like two months. It was so short. Yeah, I guess by 15, he didn't really need the belt anymore. I mean, he didn't. He won it from The Rock, but that was so anticlimactic to me. Yeah. I was like, of course he's going to win Well, it. when he won it from The Rock in 01, that was cool. That was that was cool, yeah, and that, obviously that took his character in a different direction. Yeah. So it was a different situation. That was the last time he had it, no? 01. He didn't have it one more time after that. I don't that. believe so. Sure? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, I, it doesn't... That's the thing with Austin. He, it's not the number of title reigns. No. It was quite a number of years of him just on the top. Was he a champion in your eyes? He was a champion in my eyes. Are we going to find three that are better than him? Well, what about his peer, The Rock? Undertaker, you come on down. Die, die, die. And all that stupid crap. Now, The Rock is a guy, to mm-hmm. me... That looks like a champion. The Rock definitely looked like a champion. He carried himself like a champion. Is he a better champion? No. He didn't need the belt at all. I mean, most of the time, the thing about The Rock is he usually didn't have it. Right. You know what I mean? Honestly. Well, he was always chasing, right? He was chasing. He would get it, and then somebody would bone him out of the title again. Yeah, and he had it more than Austin off the top of my head. I think he did. But, I mean, The Rock is the champion. Like, when he won it the first time, that was cool. You know, turned heel, all that. Yeah. But any other time when he had it, it was cool when he beat Triple H in 2000 for, like, a month or whatever. Yeah. I guess it's just the the feeling with The Rock. It's like, when he raises that belt and puts his hand up, like, (laughs) that that. that shit's cool. Like, it's like, this is the champion. Yeah. Like... I would have to put Austin above The Rock, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, now, if I was, if we were going to put someone above Austin... I know who you're going to say. John Cena! John, John Cena. Cena. Agreed. Yeah, John, John Cena, Cena is everything Hulk Hogan was, and maybe more. And better. In a lot of ways. Better wrestler. Better wrestler. Better, like, just... Like, he doesn't get into trouble. He doesn't do stupid crap. He doesn't, like, demand things. He doesn't like, politic the way Hogan did. And his character, while, yes, there have been instances it's of asshole as yes. douchey things or it whatever. Is. This is John Cena, kid. Quit swinging for my jock. You're bound to my cock if you want to. I'm a fraud you. What you gonna do? Motherfucker, staunch you. Not as much as Hulk Hogan. I ran to the garage, and when I was out of my mind, I accidentally jumped on Brutus's wide glide. Not as much as Hulk Hogan, and another thing with Cena, 
it's another case where when he doesn't have the belt, it's weird. Yeah, even now, he's, like, kind of there now. Yeah, kind of. But, like, just him kind of being there, I'm like, why the hell is he not the champion? It's weird. Like, that whole thing when they was like, no, he's the U.S. champion now <laughs> because so we weird. gotta have other champions. Yeah. It just felt like we're trying to make excuses to keep the belt off Cena rather than, <laughs> right. like, it was. It just felt like he could just, like, walk up to whoever the hell the champion was and just be like, hey, that's mine. And then just, like, five knuck shuff, F you, and win. Like, Yeah, I mean, Cena is the guy that, that did everything Hogan did. All the appearances, right? Looks great on a poster. Yeah. Does the PR, face of the company type his of own thing. custom title. <laughs> yep. He had the belt so much <laughs> that they were like, no, this belt is made for him. Yeah. Like, Larger than life. Yeah. I think he's a better overall champion than Austin. Hot take, but I do. I agree. You think we just put him on? I don't think we're going to find much better than him We don't have to, like, Hogan. dig too deep into no. Cena. Like, I don't Cena think so. is just the champ. All right. The so champ is here is what he says. That's what he says. The champ is here. Without further ado. All right. Hogan and Cena is pretty good company. I mean, yeah. that's that's nothing to sneeze at. We got yeah. two more to fill. I mean, Austin, I think, is the closest right now. Let me throw another name at you. I don't know that it's really going to go anywhere, but I think we wouldn't be doing our due diligence here if we didn't bring this name up. And that'd be Bruno Sammartino. You don't know what you're talking about, Sonny. When you grow up, maybe you'll understand a little bit. Yeah. My problem with Bruno is just that, like, I mean, watching him... <laughs> I guess like now it's a different era. It is a different era. It's not the sports entertainment era, which is I don't, interesting. I guess I just don't. I know he was the champion forever. I just for whatever reason, there's just something about this guy that I just don't associate the title with him. Really? Yeah. I, uh, well, we're products of a different generation. I mean, yeah. And I get that. And I'm sure there's people that, that he's the only champion. Sure. But sure. is he in the Mount Rushmore of champions? That's something. I think we consider him. I think he should be considered, yeah. I think we consider him above Backlund. You know who I consider a really good champion? Who's that? Bret Hart. Do you? As a champion, yes. Why is that? Because he just, again, looks the part. You think so? Like, and he seems he seems like a nice guy. Like, you know, when I think of the champion, the it's like the character. Yeah, that kind a, of a nice guy. We've got uh, Spivey and Retardo. How many times do we need to beat these guys? Well, I'm saying, like, when he was, like, the 1993 Bret Hart. Yeah, like, pretty like, nice guy. Yeah, like, he's he's just a super nice guy. But not only that, it's like you see a picture, like a poster of Bret Hart with a title around his arm. He looks and it's cool. It's just like, this is like the champ. Like, this, is, this guy looks like the champ. He's a good wrestler. Great wrestler. He's a pretty good character. Yeah. He had the unfortunate distinction, Quinn, of presiding over the company when business was in the toilet. But does that make him a better champion, that he carried the company through the darkest of mm-hmm. times? Does that, make that, does that make that his finest hour, is he if you will? Is he better than Diesel? Yes. Better than Warrior? Yes. Better than Shawn Michaels? So here's my thing with Shawn Michaels. Okay. I love Shawn Michaels. Yes, you do. But I don't necessarily think his title reigns were... As great as Bret Hart. So for real. Because I think Sean was more about chasing and Bret was more about having the title. Defending it. Defending it, yeah. Hanging on. He cared about it. Right. Sean was disruptive and he had an attitude. And, you know, that's what I loved about him. Yeah, but sure. like, yeah. But, it, like, when he had the title, it felt like Sean... Sean was such a cocky character that it was like he was, like, twiddling his thumbs. He didn't know what to do. He's hmm. like, I'm at the top now... 
hmm. I got no guy to screw around with. Like right. the people are coming at me. It never felt right. People coming after Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is a guy that comes after them. You think so? Yes. But it felt right having people target Bret Hart. Right, because he's okay. a sympathetic character. Okay. You know what I mean? Is he better WWF? WWF only, Brett. Uh, is he better than Ric Flair? As WWF only, WWF. yes. Yes, he is. Okay, so he's climbing. Yeah. Is he better than Randy Savage? What about Savage here? Okay, I love Randy Savage, too, again. Mm-hmm. But again, Randy Savage is a chaser. He's not a champion. You think so? Because... When did we love Randy Savage when he was yelling, Hulk Hogan, I'm coming for you, like yeah. all that, like, sure. yeah, I'm better than you, I'm the Intercontinental Champion, and I should be the number one, like, everything right. is about him, like, chasing Hogan, and I'm gonna be better than Hogan, and that was the whole fun of Randy Savage. When he was the champion the first time, yeah, like, that whole year was, like, it was, all, first of all, it, was, it started to become about Hogan anyway, but, like... And he was, like, a Hogan light. Yeah, and it was just, like, just do what Hogan does. And then the second time, mm. it felt like he was doing it for Liz, and, like, yeah. he was doing it for, like, other reasons. Like, he mm. was... He became champion by, like, consequence of wanting to beat the crap out of Ric Flair. <laughs> like, it, it's just Ric Flair just happened to be the champ. He needed a match with him to beat the shit out of him, and, and that was it. Okay. Bret Hart's not a better champion than Austin, is he? As a mm, wow. like a champion, like, I'm surprised, Quinn. You think it's tough? I don't know. I think Austin's better. No, or I, I get what you mean, though. Like a champion, like, right? Do you think of like that? Like, what do you think of the champion? Like, what do you think the champion should be? And that's where this goes with me. The champion should be the best guy at any given time. The best right? guy, but he's also like a the WWF title is defined by faces to me. Yeah. Oh, it always has been. And NWA Austin's not heels, a, but, yeah. not really a face. He's a he's, he's an, an asshole. antihero. Yeah, yeah he's well, an so anti- is Hogan's an asshole too. Yeah, but I mean, he's a face. He's <laughs> okay. a face. Technically, yes. I don't know. You know what? You make a good point here. You're taking this in a very very nuanced direction. I like it, Michael. I like and it. And maybe I'm driving it too much. Is there something maybe like? People are going to peel back the curtain a little too much and then look into ratings and how business did and how show attendance. That's not what we're talking about. We're staying within the niche here. Yeah. Within the kayfabe. You know, within the overall presentation. Well, I don't even think it's just kayfabe. It's not even I, I, right. I think it's, it, Brett is a very presentable champion. Like, he, to, to the public. And had great reigns. He looks cool. He's got, like, a leather jacket on <laughs> and a, the belt looks good on him. Yeah, like, he, you, he wrestles good. Right. Everything about him is like <laughs> champion to me. Whereas even guys that I like better than Brett, yeah, they might not necessarily have champion written all over them. Folks, you know it's a finale here when Quinn is pushing for Brett Hart and I'm the one with reservations. Yeah. Yeah. And monkeys might fly out of my butt. I don't know. I still am pulling Austin just because. But we got two spots left. Yeah, but Brett and Austin really. Well, who else? Who else would Cena? you bring into this conversation? Is there uh, anybody recent? CM Punk. Well. Yeah, CM Punk or Daniel Bryan. Yeah, not long enough, unfortunately. Not did, enough. Yeah, and again, cha- he's a chaser. Yeah. Do you put Triple H on there at that, all? I, and I think that's a good segue to that, is Triple H. He actually... Yeah. That's a great champion. It is a great champion. In you a know different what I, way. Do you know what I feel? I know that a lot of people feel Triple H tries to position himself as Ric Flair a lot. Yes. However, and it pains me to say it, Whereas Ric Flair is, you know, Ric Flair to the WCW and Mm -hmm. the NWA title, Triple H is essentially that Ric Flair. He's probably the biggest heel champion. Uh, yeah. 
he's that character to that title. I think you're right, and I think he does deserve credit for that. Yeah. His 2000 run was phenomenal. Well, what's interesting about his 2000 run to me, just relating to the title, is that it very strongly associated him with the title, and even when he wasn't so great, Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like... Yes, we got mad at him, but we were supposed to be mad at him sure. when he was the champion all the yeah. time. Like it's it didn't it established him so well that it just felt like Triple H should always be the champion and the faces should be coming after him. It it almost started a new era in the WWE where it, a he a dominant heel champion. Yeah, and it was uh again with evolution too. Yeah, he, you know, now he, he had, had goons. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Does he belong in a conversation with Hulk Hogan and John Cena. <laughs> Triple H? I would say he changed... If we're just talking about the WWF yes. title, mm-hmm. I I think he changed the conversation okay. with the WWF title. He made it about heels, which was not how that title was framed for a very long for time. a very long time. I can't really disagree with you i mean the we're just talking about the wwf yes. title here so it's like that's where like that's where people have to understand our angle here yes. is that like for better or for worse triple h changed the way that title worked it was always a face title yeah the only other real dominant heel champion of note was yokozuna and that's that he doesn't belong here no <laughs> Oh, man triple h i know i know but doesn't that say so much about him as a heel that you are like I don't want to put him yeah. on there. Like, there's something to be said about that. Actually, you like, know what? Yeah, we might have to bite the bullet here yeah. and actually put him on Quinn. He did change the game. No pun intended. No, no pun know? intended. I, yeah. I know it. Maybe to some people, it's not for the better, but it did make it very interesting for a while. Yeah, and it, he presided over a very great year or two of wrestling. Yeah, as a heel champion, and not to mention the Evolution stuff, which was also very good. Yeah. God. I know. Better than Austin? Austin? (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Why are we having such a hard time putting Austin on here? I never thought I'd see this. I would say this. Yeah? How about we come to a compromise? Well, let's see. Yeah. What if we were to put Triple H and Stone Cold, and that's it? Is that really the four best? It might be. It might be. That's the thing. If we think Triple H- Cena, Hogan, Triple H- And Austin. Austin. They're both better than The Rock? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. As champions. As champions. Specifically as, as specifically WWF champions. as champions. I agree. Are they better than uh, Randy Orton? <laughs> Stop. I mean... Seth Rollins. Uh, if I'm just I, naming if the if names. If I was thinking of another heel, uh, another heel champion that could be better than Triple H, I really think CM Punk is, is a game changer. Yeah, to that's the, the other the one. I think he is actually... Like, he... Hmm. People pine for that still. Like, that feeling of this guy that... He bucked authority, but not in an Austin way, in a way where he broke kayfabe, which was very, like, as far as in the scope of the title, yeah, that's very different. Like, the way he did that, the way he did it where people really, like, thought he was leaving with the belt. Like it's true, they and and to be honest, they did a great job. Nobody knew for even the melts. Nobody truly knew that night on, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. If CM Punk had actually signed with the company, yeah. if they had a good faith handshake, sure, and that he was going to go do this, right, right. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. I remember one of the best matches too I've ever seen. I love that whole thing. Yeah, uh, but does that make him one of the best champions? Is he better than? But that was Triple like a year H. that that turned into a year long run, Joe. Yeah, I know that's it not did. like and that's, over a year. And in that era, yeah. again, defines yeah. him. 
Yeah. Is it better is it better than what Triple H did in Triple H swayed for the first time in the history of that title mm. into a heel <sighs> yeah, you're cha- right. into a heel champion being oh, the num- being the change. This is hard. I think it's between those two for that slot. I'm I personally feel Austin would be in the last slot. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. You want to put Austin on now? Yeah, let's put think- Austin on not and now and we'll we'll have closing arguments. All right. For for Triple H and Punk. Steve Austin, welcome to Mount Rushmore. <laughs> All right, Quinn, I just want to remind everyone here, this is what we're looking at. We're looking at Hogan, yeah, Cena, Austin, and now Triple H or CM Punk. Very I, weird. Is that what don't, we've come don't to? Really, oh, don't forget Brett in the corner there. But yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, uh, I don't know. Folks, he's, he's like not uh, facing enough to be better than Hogan. I think he just gets eclipsed. Yeah. Because I, I think there is a spot on this rush more for, for a heel. A heel. I think you're right. I think it's only fair. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about uh, the mega face of the 80s and 90s, the mega face of now, yeah. you know, in the last 15 years. And the years mega face of the Attitude of Era. Of the Attitude Era. There is something to be said about what Triple H accomplished. The ruthless aggression slash end of the Attitude Era. Yeah. I mean, Triple H did have something to do with it, but what about CM Punk? CM Punk, some people like to call it the reality era. Yes, and that he, because that he, of him. Yeah, really, because of him. mm he defined he he changed something like it, it it might not even be clear while we're doing this podcast at this point right something has changed since at that point in 2012 or 2011 2011 where the background stuff the the backstage that entered the mainstream conscience for better or for, for worse for better or for worse because of CM Punk you had a WWF champion framed as a guy that was going to leave the company because his contract was up and he was upset with management. That's how he won it, yeah. But then he also had a great run. Right. And then and Paul Heyman got involved. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's tough. And, and you're comparing him to the guy that essentially changed the, shifted the entire paradigm of the title into the heels. Shit. Like, <laughs> this is a real hard one. It's a real thinker. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, we talked about him a couple weeks ago, Triple H, and even though I'm not the biggest fan and I don't think he's as good as they say he is necessarily yeah. overall as a wrestler, yeah. as a name, but we're specifically talking WWF champions. When you think of Triple H, you do think of a guy that like, all right, he's a champion. He's definitely a champion. It doesn't look weird with him having the belt. But nor does it with Sam Punk. I know, but I think... Are we like at a weird point here, Joe? Yeah, we're, we're heading towards a, a tie for the first time at Mount Rushmore. <laughs> is that possible? What are they on each side of the face? <laughs> no, because of Lincoln's I, beard. I, 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 Teddy I Roosevelt's <laughs> monocle. Teddy Roosevelt's house. Teddy Roosevelt's home. <laughs> no, but is it? It's like equally like important what they did. It is, but I don't think we can have a tie. I don't think our fans would stand for that. <laughs> Fine. Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We can't. We can't. Uh, these two are way more important. We'll, we'll say it on okay, three. Okay. okay. Three, two, one. Triple, Triple H. H. There it is. All right. <sighs> I can't believe we're doing this. I, I can't believe it either, but I think we made a valid point. I think so. So here he goes. There's going to be a shitstorm because of this one. Yeah, we're going to get some heat on the web here. <laughs> Hogan, Cena, 
Austin and Triple H. <laughs> that is our Mount Rushmore of WWF World Heavyweight Champions. Folks, be sure to let us know who yours are. I'm sure they're going to be different to some degree. Yeah. And of course, you can do that by reaching us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. And Quinn, they can go to the website and let us know. Yep. Leave it right in the comments section for yep. this episode. For this episode. So, all right, Quinn, I guess we'll go right into the worst champions. And I've got one for you. Just a, a throw out there, a teaser, if you sure. will. Seamus. Really? Oh, I was going to say him. <laughs> he's, he's right in my face here. <laughs> why was he ever the champion? Because he worked out with Triple H, remember? Oh. That's why. So he worked out with one of the best champions. Yeah, he worked out with a Rushmore champion. And oh. Now he's going to be a Death Valley champion because I you really so? have no arguments against that because he just sucks. Like, there's no... Like, why is he the champion? He's just a big hoss. Yeah. Now, he's is a fun wrestler sometimes. His, sure. He has his moments. His team with Cesaro is good. Yeah. Right? Fun times. He's yeah. fella. We like fella. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his you look stupid era. Now, wait a second. Yes. We need to, now that we're in the Death Valley. Yes. And we're going to get to some of the worst. Yes. Is the the world heavyweight whatever you want big gold belt i don't is know. that like part because they're unified technically let's just let's 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 roll back a bit and let's just think about this with sheamus okay okay whatever version of the title he held because he held the the regular one he you did know? hold the regular one right why <laughs> that's my problem because why? he's a big super white irish guy but he sucked is is it are you supposed to like hate him because of that like i don't get it i don't like, know like what if you're irish you might like him <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense i just couldn't stand any time he was champion of anything i really <laughs> remember that time he like his last run with mm. it that was just in the league of extraordinary that's idiots. where like i was like can we just have roman have this already that's how bad he was that's, maybe they did that on purpose yeah they knew that it was so bad that if roman won it from him yeah then people would actually cheer roman and they did yeah because he well, was that bad briefly briefly uh, but they did once rusev softened the blow in there and joined the, the league then everyone was like <laughs> okay this Seamus, we can live with this yeah i don't know you got one for me before we put them on can you think of anyone like why you know i can think of one and uh, okay. it might be controversial uh-oh what roman reigns <laughs> he is the most disliked but like not in a heel he's not a heel no i know he's not he doesn't do a service to the title <laughs> he doesn't contribute anything to it yeah no one likes him even being on the list of champions hmm. i would say people rather that Miz being and I know people have whoa. such a problem with whoa. the Miz. I don't because yeah, I know he, you don't. Roman Reigns is far worse than any of these people. Is he worse than Diesel? Yes, really. As yes. a champion, absolutely. No way. Absolutely. No. no. Diesel's worse. Diesel was actually over. Yeah. Roman was never over on his own. Oh, come Diesel on. Diesel was over on his own before, I'm saying before he had the title. Diesel sucked as champion, what? Quinn. Okay, what? That was a year of pain. Joe. Yes. Joe. Yes. What made people in the back? Uh-huh. In the what, back. What could make anyone decide that this man was more over than any other person on the roster, not John Cena? <laughs> uh, I mean. What did he do? Ah, uh, Quinn. He he got cheered because people didn't like Batista in a Rumble. <sighs> That's it. 
That's absolutely it. There's nothing else. If Daniel Bryan wasn't there, there wouldn't be a problem. No, I think there would be a problem no matter what, nah. because there was so much talent, and there still is on this roster. It's ridiculous, Joe. The chapter hasn't been closed on Roman Reigns. Maybe it hasn't. And I think we should disqualify him because... <sighs> he's lucky, then, because... He's lucky. This is unacceptable. But like, I just think it's too early in Roman Reigns' wrestling career, and it is. He's been a champion, like, four times. It doesn't matter. I think it's just not fair... The only way it could ever be redeemed is if he turned heel, but that will never happen. We don't know that, and that's why I think we should leave this in the air, put him in abeyance, and not worry about him. I'm not saying I don't see where you come from. at least we got it out of the way. Fine. The elephant in the room. It needed to be said, because so far, he's one of the worst. Fine, but you never know what could come of Roman Reigns. Fine. You never know. Diesel sucked. You can't tell me he was a good champion. He's not great. But the only reason I wouldn't say he's the worst yeah. is because he ascended the roster, like, by all indications. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like he didn't belong there. He was over. Yeah. He was. There was nothing to say that this guy wasn't deserving of the title. Okay. His reign itself. Yeah. While not the best, no. it was certainly not the worst. And he had a, he had a couple good matches, like, and, it, and he was only the champion once. True. Like, it's not like he was, like... A long time, uh, like, though. For a, a year. year. But a year back then, again, wasn't as long mm. as it, as it long. is now. It, it's pretty long, but it's... I mean, he was coming up Brett being champion for a year. Stan Stasiak. Stan Stasiak <laughs> is a very a tra- unremarkable <laughs> champion. He was transitional, though. He was transitional. He was to get from Pedro back to Bruno. Does Okay, do we have, does somebody have to be a champion for at least, like, a month or something? I'd like, say they have to have a reign. Yeah. Yeah, a, a reign of some kind. A reign. Like... What? Okay, let's let's just another elephant. Let's because I know a lot of people have a problem with it. But why the Miz? Why is he so bad? To like, I don't get it. I don't think it's that the Miz is a bad wrestler. I think it's why was he the world champion, the champion of the company? Is he what was actually have a with. he was over with the crowd. He was. I'm he not was, disagreeing. I, there's nothing wrong with him, and it was proven later down the line that it wasn't like a. It wasn't a horrible decision or anything. He didn't stain the title. And now you look back and you say, the Miz is actually a really good wrestler. He's a really good character. And, like, what's the problem? Like, okay. I'm gonna, everyone loves him right now. Like, I'm going to give you one. that I And this is weird because I really like the guy. But as world champion, I never liked it. I never, ever wanted to see this guy have the world title anytime he did. And he had it a lot of times. Randy Orton. I have had many memorable moments throughout my career. Yeah. Why? Like, it would just never made sense that well, they would keep giving the belt here's to the Orton. Thing. It's the first time I actually loved it because he was coming off a hot, a hot run as the Intercontinental Champion. Sure. And he was in Evolution, and it was a cool dynamic to see him get the belt independent of Triple H, but yeah. still be associated with him. And it set up a great little feud. But his run sucked. His first his first, first, yeah. eh, his first one's okay. Yeah. He was okay. And then what? All those times are from like oh seven until like thirteen, and now like anytime he has, I can, I can title, top him easily. Okay, go ahead, Alberto Del Rio. Yep, yep, yep. That that guy's overrated. He's only been good if he's not in WWE. So, and we're talking about WWE champions. I wanted to love him. Yes, I like, know. That's the most disappointing thing about him to me. Del Rio. Yeah. Worse than JBL? I don't know, Michael. It's a pick'em. Hmm. Um, <laughs> or, or are they both? 
I think they're both Death Valley people. Really? Yeah, JBL. Like, JBL is absolute garbage. No, there now, was no. Okay. Here's the thing is everyone, oh man, that million dollar man gimmick, it was so well, fun he, or whatever. He was a healed champ- champion, which we just put Triple H on for. However, okay. It's not like anybody really, I just never felt it's like Bradshaw. he was a threat. It's <laughs> like at the end of the day, it's fucking Bradshaw. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, I hated how they just swept under the rug. It's like, this is the APA guy. This is Justin the Hawk Bradshaw. What, <laughs> what are we doing with our lives right now? Justin like, Hawk Bradshaw. Quinn. Sorry. <laughs> he's not the Hawk. It should be. That's how he's... <laughs> and this is Blackjack Bradshaw. Yeah, right. Exactly. The champion of the world. Yeah, that's true. Why? It's just unbelievably stupid. That's pretty bad, actually. Yeah. You know what? I'm fine with making him an inaugural. Are you? And this has nothing to do with the Morrow thing or anything like that. No, I just, I just never thought he ever was deserving of that. Including at the time. Only thing he ever deserved was a tag title because APA was over. And the US title he had, I think, or that, whatever. Even hardcore. that was stupid. But, all right, you know what? I'm okay with it. If you want to throw him in as number one? It's a glorified jobber who somehow <laughs> lucked his way <laughs> by giving Vince McMahon stock tips or something into the world championship. Not the Intercontinental Championship. He had that too. The World (laughs) Championship. Say no more, Quinn. Die, die, die. JBL's number one. He might be the David Arquette of the WWF title. Oh, no, come on. He's awful. Big show? Well, well, there's still Sheamus, too. Did we make a decision on him? Because he's really awful. I've never heard anybody really care that Sheamus was champion. <laughs> I think we should just get him on there already. He sucks. He shouldn't have ever been the champion either. Let's put Sheamus on. Die, die, die. JBL and Sheamus. There's one I wanted to bring up, but it's, again, it, it falls in that big gold belt. What is it? Uh, Jack Swagger. Uh, I kind of get ca- it. Does that count? I don't like, know, because we're trying to, av- I'm trying to avoid big gold belt because it's not in the lineage. It is, though. It's not now, or it wasn't. It is. That was the Raw title, wasn't it? No, well, they merged it at that pay-per-view in, like, 012 or something. 012? You remember? 13. 13, yes. yeah. <laughs> remember? And then all yes, the champions yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, and yeah. Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger <laughs> was the world champion. I feel like everyone that we're going to say is going to be from, like, you know, 15 years ago onward. Is there anyone, while we're at it here, before we start putting more guys on, from the 70s, 80s, 90s that belongs on there. Let's can we rule those out before we start getting into the crust of the, you know, trying to think 2000s? Um I do think Yokozuna is a bad champion. Uh, Look at my Yokozuna. You do? I really do. You don't like Yoko though. <laughs> it's not that I don't like him, it's just I feel like it it really ran its course really quickly. Like mm. like it just didn't seem necessary. It wasn't that bad. Bob Backlund? <laughs> <laughs> the first or second time? The second time was awesome. Yeah, first time. Well, the second time was three days. Well, I guess so you fine. count all of it because it's it's. But his seven year reign, his six year reign, whatever. Seven year reign is god awful. He was so boring. I mean, we're watching it now. He was. Boring. I know we're near the end, but yeah, but he was boring the same way the whole time. I guess he was a good wrestler. Yeah, he I mean, was. Like he he looked like a champion. He wrestled like a champion. I don't know if he looked like a champion. He no, just wrestling looked like, champion. He just looked like a redhead kid. He looked like a wrestling champion. This is before. This is Smoky Bars. He's too small to be a wrestling champion in his time. But he wrestled. He doesn't look like a he champion. He wrestled Quinn. But he doesn't. He still doesn't look the part. So I think you know from Hogan onward, most of them were just, Warrior was a pretty bad champion. All things considered, Quinn. 
he had good enough feud. I, I feel like he the momentum he received from Hogan made his run not really that bad. In in if you really look back at it, it I think a lot of people are like, well, the WWF was going down. And yeah, the, like, that doesn't. It, it, if you look at the programming, it's not. It's just the it same. It made sense that it's he a, was champion. It made sense. It was the same crap. Like okay. no, nothing monumentally bad happened. I'm okay with Slaughter in '91. Are you? I'm uh, fine with that. It too. made sense. Great heel champion. Yeah. Get it from Warrior back to well, Hogan. Well, let's go in order here. So you got yeah. Hogan yeah. again. Hogan, Undertaker. Yeah. Which was like for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> Flair, not worst, obviously. No. Savage, not worst. Not worst. Bret Hart was the next real champion there. Yeah. One of the best. Backland. <laughs> Backland, Yoko. I, I don't know. I think if we're, if we're talking, if you just, <laughs> for whatever reason, you want a bad champion from this time before like the 2000s like yeah. yoko is probably the worst of the bunch but i don't even think he's as bad as like some <laughs> i know like, right? i really think the last couple years have just stained the title more than any you, of the you years really think so in huh? the 90s yeah seth rollins was a bad champion why why do you think that he sucked no he didn't yes he did no he was, was a, a great, bad run it was a great champion no not at all no, perfect heel champion. Bad run. He he made the chicken shit champion nah. thing work, I thought. He didn't, they totally miscast. No, totally miscast. I, I heavily disagree. Totally miscast. Just because of that, just because we don't agree, I can't. That's fine. I can't let him be, he's not the worst. It's fine. I wouldn't put him on there anyway because yeah. he's still an active wrestler. Like, Cena obviously is Cena. He's accomplished everything that he can. Yeah. But, like, Rollins is still an active wrestler. So you never know. He might even have better reigns, you know? Yeah, who knows? So could Roman, though. Yeah. All right. I mean, we've got Sheamus on there. We've got JBL on there. Yeah. Right? So that's the company we're dealing with. Yeah. Sheamus and JBL. (laughs) I mean. How much worse can you get than that? That's the problem I'm having. I mean, I always thought the big show is junk. Like any version of it. Yes. When he first won it at Survivor Series 99. He stinks. Like <laughs> anytime he had it in like 2010, whenever. Yeah. You know, he had it like unnecessarily a bunch of times. Yep. Yeah. Why did he ever have it? He didn't need it. It's he didn't like need Andre. It. Where yeah. Even when Andre got it for like a hot second. <laughs> it's like they were that. like, they were like, they know. Like, it's like you don't give the giant the title. <laughs> like, that's stupid. Because if you think about it, like, I always say this about Big Show. Mm hmm. The reason they don't use Big Show right yep. is because they still, or they forgot or something, <laughs> they don't understand the idea that, like, when you look at this guy legitimately, he should never lose. Right. Like, it's like... Theoretically. Yeah, like, theoretically, there is no way possible <laughs> that this man should ever lose a match ever. Right. Because no matter he's what. Big yeah. And good. Right? Yeah. Technically, he's supposed to be good. Yeah. I never thought he ever needed to be champion. I never liked it when he was. I thought it was stupid. Yeah. The first time he won it, any other time he had it. His title reigns are so forgettable. They are. Like, I honestly don't even, like, remember. Like, I remember the first one, but then all the ones after that, I don't really remember anything with them. It's just the era where it's like, oh, Big Show has the title again. It was that. Why? Yeah. No one wanted them to. Yeah. You know, no one was ever clamoring for that. What about Del Rio? Del Rio. I would say Del Rio is a clear-cut winner. I know we you got we kind of diverted away from him, yeah. But like he sucked worse like, than Big Show. Yeah, like it was like JBL two To me, the Del Rio's biggest problem is that he had so much potential. 
Mm-hmm. Like I, I dug it. Like and the dude can work. Mexican million dollar man. That was like what it was. Basically. Instead of the Texan million dollar man, right. like JBL. But, but it was the same better. Shit. But it was better. I guess, but marginally. Marginally, right? It's not. It's still not the million dollar man. No, he wasn't that good. Yeah, he was actually fine as a mid upper mid card wrestler. I would never been fine yeah, with him. He never belonged. And that's the same thing with JBL, and that's a good criteria. Why were they champion? That's kind of my main thing. He won the Royal Rumble. That's how... But what I'm trying to say is when you think of the good champions, right? And we mentioned a lot of different, you know, characteristics of the good champions. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the super faces like Hogan and like Cena, the face of the Attitude Era like Austin, and then, you know, the the paradigm shift, so to speak, with Triple H. Right. They all have these defining characteristics, and you can't question any of them being the champion, right? Yes. But with Sheamus and with JBL, the yeah. two that are in Death Valley now, why were they champions? That's that's why they're in there, right? Yeah. Th- that's my eternal question. And that and that's and that's exactly why I agree that Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio belongs in there. I think I am with you, Quinn. Let's put him on or put him in as number three. Die, die, die. So we've got room for one more. Big Show is in consideration. Yeah. He's worse than Yoko, Quinn. Big Show's pretty bad. I still think Randy Orton, really. Yeah, but... I really... I get why he's he had it sometimes. He's also had so many good matches, though, Joe. Like, I, yeah. he, I, I can't, like, in good conscience... Like, say that he's, like, one of the worst. Like, he's another one, though, that just always had upper mid-carder written all over him to me. Not world champion. Yeah, but you're also... You have to consider the time. It's like, there needed to be a point when he was the champion to cement him as an... You you aren't a upper mid-carder in the WWE as it stands now unless you have the title once. Well, that's a problem. That's not our problem. It's their problem, so... Razor Ramon was an upper mid-carder. He never had no world title. Yeah, but when the, the, the mid-card titles mean nothing, then it doesn't... It, you you <laughs> need to win the world title. Yeah, it's like you need to be like a three-time world champion to be a mid-carder. <laughs> I honestly think with the with the caliber of people we're talking about, I really think that Jack Swagger is not worthy. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Mm, that was pretty... Was that the WWE title? That was Yeah, but with Swagger? Swagger wasn't. I know that for sure. Trying to avoid that that ambiguity there, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to. But all the worst I know had that. I know. And it does count. Like you <laughs> like I hate to say it, but like as much as we didn't want it to count, yeah. It's freaking 2017, Joe. <laughs> and we're at the point now that there was that thing wasn't like a short term thing. I know that, this is like, no, these two world titles are equal and they both mean the world champion. Like, <sighs> and there was a lot of them. <laughs> I, I don't think you can find one worse than Jack Swagger. Big Show. I think Swagger might be worse. Yeah. But Big Show had the actual title. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you want to just limit it to that, but <sighs> Jack Swagger. <laughs> Jack, he's so bad. Like, yeah. He's so, so bad. Yeah. Oh, God, Quinn. You know what? Yeah. Jack Swagger it is. Okay, there you go. Die, die, die. Oof. So JBL. Yeah. Del Rio. Yeah. (laughs) Jack Swagger, Seamus, the four worst. Now, folks, we know, okay, that you're going to have some disagreements here. Especially on this one. (laughs) Especially on this one. And that's part of the fun. 
And we love hearing from you. And we mean that. Disagree with us all you want. Agree with us all you want. Yeah. One way or another, we might have different criteria than you. So let us know what you think. Who were the four best champions? Who were the four worst? You can reach us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com. And Quinn, on our website. Yeah, ovppodcast.com. You can leave comments. You can get all the links. You can link to the YouTube page yep. and the, the RSS feeds and yeah. the, all the different places that we're at and yeah. the Apple podcast, but yeah. it says iTunes because the button's stupid. <laughs> and all the other, and Google and all that. And Google yeah. and all that, too. So, folks, we will be back after this because we are reviewing something back after this promotional consideration paid for by the following you know some people say it's tough to be in the big show but i gotta tell you it has its advantages playing with the neighborhood kids is always fun inhaling a cap is no sweat the thing i like best about being so big is i always have room for my favorite meal chef Borodi, overstuffed italian sausage ravioli it's the only meal large enough to satisfy my oversized hunger. Who cares? Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, our Season 3 finale. Thank you so much for joining us this Monday, May 8th, 2017. <laughs> And Quinn, it is time to review something, my friend. Mm. Quinn had never seen this, folks. I'm going to set the stage for you. This is, I mean, it's only fitting we maybe save the worst for last year for season three. Well, you never know. There might be worse stuff down the line, but this was (laughs) upsetting, to say the least. Folks, back in 1998, Quinn, as you and I well know, and all you fans out there, wrestling in general, or sports entertainment, was at a absolute high wcw ecw wwe worldwide you know pop culture phenomenon oh all-time high i would say right austin goldberg nwo dx people knew what these things were there was an awareness right probably the people watching this crappy show knew what those (laughs) things were right it was the perfect time for some jokers over at nbc to produce some special called exposed Pro Wrestling's Greatest Secrets. How they make it look so real, even though it isn't. I hate this. <laughs> I hate it so much. Like, I I told you, as we, I just kept getting more angry. Mm-hmm. It's such a slap in the face. It's such like a, we don't like wrestling, so we're going to make it look stupid. Basically. Like, and capitalizing on the popularity of wrestling. Now, folks, I'm going to set the stage for you. This aired, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't look it up, in October of 1998 was the first time it aired. And I remember as a 13-year-old lad, I watched this, and I was very perplexed at the time, believe it or not. Now, Quinn, you were obviously already a wrestling fan by then. We didn't know each other yet, but you were telling me you had never seen this? I'd never seen it. I guess I missed the commercials. It was on (laughs) NBC. Like, what? They had crappy cartoons. 
and like they just like they didn't have Saved by the Bell anymore. It wasn't really the place to be, if you will. Yeah. Anymore. ABC as a was kid. And ABC was still pretty good. ABC in was rocking it on like the probably the night this was on like a Tuesday or something. Yeah, I don't know what day. Probably a Sunday. But anyway, folks. So some clowns decided let's get some pro wrestlers. Let's conceal their identities and let's give away all these controversial secrets of pro wrestling. <laughs> these were none of these were controversial. <laughs> No, they and really they weren't. They just made wrestling look stupid. They really did, and we'll we'll obviously explain that as we go on. Quinn, during the intro, you had a great line. What the hell am I watching? You may be shocked. Yeah. Um, From the get-go. I just, I couldn't believe this was what we were doing, to be honest with you. Like, it was, it was, like, when I was watching it, I, you know, I thought, it can't be that bad. It will be good for a chuckle. Right. But it, again, it's just, even just from, like, the onset, it's embarrassing. Now, add that to a day where you had an egg thrown on your car. Yeah. An egg thrown <laughs> the on car. The car wash was closed by the time my, you got there. Like hair at the hair cutter. They didn't comb it right. It was, a, it was, so he hits me with this when I come home. It's like, okay, it's time to review something. Uh, and here it is. So let's meet our wrestlers, Quinn. We've got Brute Force. Here is Brute Force. <sighs> These names. The All-American Boy. The All-American Boy. Which is basically Sting with a mask and, like, yeah. American male trunks. The Patriot Sting. Yeah, the Patriot Sting. <laughs> Colossus. Colossus. He's whatever. That's an okay name. I can deal with that. <laughs> the Gladiator Ben Hurt. Ben Hurt. Ben Hurt. He's dressed like a gladiator, and he never wrestles. <laughs> he doesn't. Not you don't once. see him in the entire show. Private Pain, a military theme. Yeah. Private Pain. Skullduggery. Skullduggery is the most creative name. I'll give them that. Skullduggery. And that might be Pitbull number two. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I think it well, is. Didn't Pitbull in the interviews not have that skull mask on? I don't know. It might have been somebody else. We've got Slither. Slither. Yeah, it's basically Rey Mysterio. And Brash Knuckles, who yeah. is awesome. And Brash Knuckles. Brash Knuckles <laughs> is the hero of the show. Um, yes. That's not saying much, but he's the hero <laughs> of the show. So... The first thing is, is one of the wrestlers says, doesn't take a genius to figure out they're stomping when they punch. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that punches are pulled. The problem with a lot of this show, mm -hmm. and this is like a perfect example, it's highlighting the obvious rather than like telling me like real secrets. Right. And there, there's parts in it there's when I guess they legit. go behind the scenes that maybe people didn't know in 1990, but for yeah. the most part, it's like the most basic of basic shit like yep. that like people know when they see it that it's fake yes and that like they never even like questioned if it was real ever correct and speaking of basics quinn that's how we start the first segment here is basics basics number one michael quinn <laughs> the body slam i like your note here it says it hurts they cooperate that's basically what the, the wrestlers say yeah they're like he launched look see the hand on the, <laughs> on the and then they, they they have like the telestrators like <laughs> circling his hand he's pushing off <laughs> No shit. Like, and, and the wrestlers are like, it does hurt though. Yeah, he, when he when he he says like it hurts when it lands. Yeah, duh. And just so you know, this all these moves here for the most part, it's all in an empty arena. And not only that, it looks like that arena from that episode of Boy Meets World when like Vader fights like Corey Matthews or whatever. <laughs> That's not what it is. No, well he gets Vader mad. fights Remember, Jake. Right, but he gets mad at Corey yeah. for like I don't know like skipping school or some shit, and like and like Sean's there. And he's like, Dad, don't do it. Or, you know, you know what I'm I talking what about mean. that whole episode. I'm the face of death. 
It was scarier when you had acne. Number two, Quinn, the punch. And we have, as you said, Quinn, a serious explanation by a guy in a terrible mask. Remember that? Yeah. Every, like, you know what's funny about a lot of it? It seems like the wrestlers are trying to make it sound serious yeah, the they whole are. time. Almost all the wrestlers in the ring tend to work light. We touch very light. All the holes are very light. But it's like the producers... Yep. You almost feel like the producers are just laughing at them. Right, exactly. And the announcer is so smarmy. Fans think they're real because they don't know the secrets. He's so smarmy and he's just insulting our intelligence the whole time. The whole time. Horrible puns and yeah. just, look at this stupid stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's basically the attitude he has like, the whole time. So here's the big secret. It's an open fist and they make light contact. Now, first of all, if you know the rules of a pro wrestling match in general, you can't, you're not even supposed to have a closed fist. Exactly. It's supposed to be an open fist. Yeah. So, so within the rules of kayfabe, you're not the, supposed to yeah, hit with a closed so fist. What the hell is this? Now we're explaining that it's like <laughs> that every time it's a it's an open fist. Well, it should be. It's the rules. But Quinn, the fans think it's real because they don't know the secret. At this point, Quinn, you said I feel insulted right now. Yes. And now I'm just sinking into like I, I I'm like I've stepped into being insulted for 45 minutes, haven't I? Well, let's sink into this, Quinn. Number three is the stomp, and it's not the Texas two-step, as the announcer says. No, these wrestlers aren't doing the Texas two-step. It didn't ever look like the Texas two-step. The only guy in wrestling that ever did the Texas two-step was, uh, what's his, the hat guy? Sam Houston. Sam Houston, yeah. (laughs) I I know him as the hat guy from WrestleMania four. But Quinn, did you know the stomp makes it look real? See, I think it makes it look fake. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone... Yeah. knows that that's what makes it look fake because like when you do like a punch to somebody yeah like you stomp because you know that yeah not because you didn't right you just like you don't stomp because you thought that that makes the punch better right you stomp because you want your friend to like react to react it. to it it right. makes it look fake like anyone's like third cousin that's over their house for like a barbecue or a family reunion and you happen to have wrestling on that day they, they don't watch wrestling they walk in on you watching wrestling the stomp they punch know the stomp punch yeah everyone knows that no one thinks it makes it look real number four quinn the kick it's a combination of ballet and brutality the combination of ballet and brutality that's bullshit <laughs> you know what the secret is there is no kick yeah that's what they say <laughs> there is no kick why just why do you have to just ruin everything show like it's like it's not like I'm disappointed. It's just I'm disappointed that it's pointing it out. I know. I you know understand. what I mean. Like yes. it's like, yeah, no shit. It's <laughs> fake, <laughs> right? And why was the first thing is it's not real? Like they didn't even like. What if you thought the whole time like that wrestling was real, and then they told you this, but you didn't tell them it was. You still said it was real. Like they, right, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they never said like step one. It's fake. Like. <laughs> They didn't even start there. They should have. Number five is the headbutt. And you said to me, Quinn, that's a basic move. It's cheating. Yeah, it's not even legal. In cave again with the they they messed up the punch and then they and they go like that headbutting is a basic. What? Now, Since when? Just so you know, folks, they don't really smash heads. They hit the thumb of their own. Head. And I say tell that to Chris Voldemort. okay so move on to our next segment here it's the cell and it's a secret ingredient quinn and you had a great question for me yeah how come all of the examples are 80s wrestlers but this is the late 90s it's just 
since I've watched the whole thing now, I know why. Why? Because they just decided to make everything look hokey mm. and like wrestling sucks and we want to get it canceled. You know, the people <laughs> who produce this show are probably the same people that were behind those freaking twerps over at T- TNT or whatever that were like, we don't want wrestling on our channel. Like, this is like, it feels like it's an attempt. To, like, knock wrestling down. Folks, I'd like to introduce you to Michael Quinn. He is a wrestling fan, and he is defending it on behalf of all of us. This is an, Enough is enough, and it's time for a change, okay? <laughs> Eye pokes aren't real, Quinn, but the fans buy it because of the cell. Well, that's an accurate fact, right? I mean, <laughs> yes. the cell is important. I've always it been a is. proponent of the cell, but you don't have to, like... The way they drive yeah, the this way they point drive home. the point home is just... It's you so, fans are dumbasses. You're dumb. Everything yeah. they do is fake. Don't you know? Like, that's what it... Like, that's the attitude. Exactly. So, speaking of which, they show this clip of an armbar being sold versus not being sold. And Quinn's like, you didn't need to explain that. I say this because an armbar already looks fake. Like, you don't need... This is the worst example, right? Like, you need to show something that looks legit. Right. Like, how about the twisting the, the arm ringer? The arm ringer like, is a better one. The arm ringer is a way better example. They should have done an arm ringer. You just don't apply pressure. I know the secrets of wrestling. <laughs> so our first fabulous fake here, these are little brief moves that they show how they're not real, is the suplex. Oh, uh, they're going to take out Brock Lesnar here. <laughs> yeah, Gordon no- <laughs> Soley, his whole career is going to be over because of exposed wrestling secrets. And the big secret to the vertical suplex, Quinn, is that they cooperate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure that becomes the secret to every move. That's the secret to wrestling: <laughs> cooperate, cooperation, working together. Wrestling's is. all teamwork. See, they they didn't highlight the positives there. No, they just said, "Oh, you're an idiot," because <laughs> they're not really getting hurt. You ready to meet our puppet master? It's the Booker, the man who orchestrates this big scam. It's called the Booker. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe they actually went as far as to. Actually say there's a booker. They peeled it back that and far. And say the booker. And who is the booker in this? Harley Race. <laughs> Harley Race, really? Yeah. Of all people? But, okay, it's Harley Race with, like, black, like a, like shadow. a, a shadow. Yeah, like, a, he's he's in the black. And sunglasses. Really and sunglasses, and, like, I swear they didn't make an attempt to mask his voice. Because his didn't. voice sounds distorted. like distorted <laughs> as it is. I am Harley Race. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't even need to do anything. As a booker, your main job is putting two people together that'll draw them up. It's just crazy to me, Quinn, that a traditionalist like Harley Race, someone who took pride in wrestling, and he really did, yeah, freaking did this for well, like a couple here's grand. Here's the thing is that probably Harley Race was, he wasn't in anything at this Not point. Not 98, no. Yeah, so was he mad at somebody? Like, I don't know. I don't know what this is it's because very he, he would only he come back very shortly after this in like the early two thousands, like briefly, like as a in a legends yeah. capacity, and for the WWF. And then he cut you in line. Yeah, that jerk. <laughs> so Harley races the Booker and folks, and what the Booker does is the Booker concocts a secret plan backstage, which they helpfully show him meeting with the wrestlers backstage. See, I don't like how they call it a secret plan here that sounds like they're tricking us right why don't they say he's like the producer of a television show why don't you show right. any morsel of respect right. to these people puppet master secret yeah, plan it's it's just like they're carnies why don't yep. you you could have just said that and did you know that that secret plan quinn takes place between the baby and the heel the booker concocts a secret plan one wrestler is cast as the hero or baby 
Yeah, the baby. <laughs> they keep calling him the baby. Most people call it the face. Yeah, or the or baby the face. Baby face. But, you don't just say the baby. I mean, some people do, but no one really does. But what's you know? worse is like you can clearly tell the producers told them the language because then all these like longtime wrestlers are like the baby, the baby this, <laughs> the baby that. What? What? I, like I never really who hear just it called that. The baby. It's rare. <laughs> it's 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 face or baby face. Unless it's, it's not big ju- show. They're taking the other half of it. Yeah, the, the wrong. wrong half yeah they, i don't think the exposers of the secrets really knew the secrets <laughs> but did you know this secret folks and quinn the booker hands out the signs before every show as the crowd enters the arena the booker is in the lobby passing out specially made signs on tv this creates the illusion that the fans are really pumped up for the match you didn't think they really brought all those signs from home did you See, this this is completely bogus and not real because, first of all, look at Raw in 1998, right? Oh my god, yeah. You're telling me that they wasted that much money on, like, different colors of paper (laughs) and, like, elaborate, like, stone-cold signs where the arms went up? Like, what? Like, I can understand maybe, like, a sign or two. Right. But, like... Most of the time, we even hear nowadays, they're taking signs away. Right, Not giving signs out. (laughs) Very well said, Quinn. Now, and the fact the announcer is like, you didn't really think they brought all those signs from home, did you? Yeah, it's like, he's like, he's like nudging, it's like the producer, he's like, see, I told them. It's like, what? Assholes. Next segment, peeling back the curtain even further, is calling the match. And first of all, we notice the ref's shirt isn't tucked in. Could they make him look any less legitimate? He, he's got no shirt tucked in. Hat. He, does, he doesn't even have, like, the khakis on. He's no. got, like, just baggy, like, swishy pants and a hat. And what a hat. ref wears a hat? And a mask. Yeah, and a mask. Uh, I guess he was an important ref. And, well, it was Billy Silverman, of course, because he's everywhere. It's always Billy Silverman. Yeah. So... <laughs> the match isn't scripted. I don't know if you knew that. Not every single move is planned out because those two lugs can't remember all of those moves. Another insult. Yep. Another pile it on because now we're calling them dumb. But how could two lugs remember all those intricate moves? Yeah, the wrestlers are it's like dumb. They can't remember more than a move. Yeah, it's amazing. Quinn, you had a great question. How did they think we thought? It worked. Yeah. I I never thought the whole thing was scripted. Yeah. Did they think like they read the script before the match and are like, I know every move right in order like this. Right. It's like, what did they think? It was like a a football player with a playbook. (laughs) Like, and they they study in the back. Yeah. But every match is different. So how could that be? I don't know. It's just logic. Now, there have been choreographed matches like Savage was meticulous about that, but that's not the norm. It's not even it's what not we're talking normal. about. We're not talking about anybody respectable, by the way. <laughs> look at look at the likes of Ben Hurt, and you know <laughs> we're not talking about legit wrestlers. We're talking about Slither folks and Colossus. Yeah. yeah. Now in a chin lock, you can whisper shit that the fans can't hear, unless you're John Cena, <laughs> because he's the loudest man to ever wrestle. Uh, he is. So they show some bad spot calling, and here's another deception for you. A deception. A deception. Here we go again. Another, we're tricking you. Why don't they, why can't they just admit that this is a well-produced product? (laughs) Is it so hard? Absolutely, Quinn. Right on the money. If you were running something and you wanted it to look great, wouldn't you take care of every single aspect of it? Yes. And this is the deception. In fact, the, the... And what is it? It's the ring. There's another deception that fans can't see. It's the ring. 
The yeah. ring is now a deception? Really? And, th- and here's the thing. Number one, did you know the turnbuckles aren't solid steel? Yet every fan knew that. Yeah, because George the Animal Steel used to eat them all the time. Right, and why would you take the turnbuckle cover off? Right, it's <laughs> supposed to be a pad in kayfabe. Right, no one ever thought that the turnbuckle it's hurt. Co- it's literally, in wrestling, called a turnbuckle pad. <laughs> The turnbuckle is the, the, the thing, metal thing, yeah. the metal thing that connects the. It's a turnbuckle. It turns. <laughs> yeah, it does. It it is what it is. <laughs> so that's number one. Number two, Quinn. I don't know if you ever noticed this watching wrestling, but the the mat has some give to it. It bounces. Oh, really? <laughs> Thank you. They Thank even, you for telling me that. I've never, ever watched anything where something gave a little bit. They even go out of their way to say, Quinn, that it's not a boxing ring. Well, it's wrestling. Of course it's not a... What? What? Now, there's a spring under the ring. Did you know that? And a Shore SM58 mic. Yeah. <laughs> what? The very, like... Like, it was, like, so specifically set up. Like, yeah, it's like, on a I guarantee stand. you, it's definitely not like that. No! It's not just, like, a mic on a mic stand that, like, someone could sing into. <laughs> like, I know. It's not. Uh, so we go to our next fabulous... That wouldn't even... You're the audio guy, right? Yes. That wouldn't even be a good audio job, would it? If you set it up that way? Just one like that? It'd be cl- it's, like, a very low-budget way to do it. <laughs> so we go to our next fabulous fake. The splash doesn't hurt. Because you don't hurt your opponent. Right. Like every fabulous fabulous yeah. fake yeah. is you don't hurt them. Yeah. No shit. That's the whole point. How would they wrestle the next day? Right. You ever think about that, you idiots? AOL.com jokers. Our next our next segment is about the ref, Billy Silverman. And so what the ref <laughs> does, Quinn, is he passes on the last minute instructions from the booker. He passes along moves. Yeah. And if you watch wrestling, you can kind of pick up on that pretty quick. Well, like, yeah, I mean, why is he talking to him all the time and you can't hear what he's saying? I, again, it's all so obvious. I know. Like, they're pointing out the... They're not telling me secrets. They're no. telling me stuff that, like, is obvious. You can see this by yeah, watching it. Right, you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. There's nothing in this... Like, if they wanted to do exposed secrets, they tell me stories about wild booking situations where maybe right. a guy didn't want to do what they was told and right. what did they do. Like, that would be exposed. Exposing the secrets. Right. Not the the punch or that the ref gives instructions. <laughs> or even false ones like the booker hands out signs. Yeah. And then they're just propounding the lies. Yeah. Like they're making this con more of a con because they're conning us. Now, maybe Harley Race told them that and he did that in his stupid promotion in Kansas City once, but that's not normal. That's not even a <laughs> not good 98. Promotion. I know. <laughs> and this is 98 where yeah. none of this stuff really applies. Now, Quinn. The announcer is so great, this guy. Yeah. He calls the ref a con man. Again. Yeah. Instead of being a policeman in the ring, the ref is just one more con man. <sighs> the negative terminology. Yeah, it's nothing is ever positive. It's like these guys are all just con trying man. to trick you. Deception. Yeah. It's all the like fans are stupid. It's and very aggressive and it. it mean. Is. Yeah, it's mean spirited. Now, did you know this, Quinn? Because I never knew this, and this was eye opening to me, and it was very enlightening. Yeah. The referee watches the announcer at ringside. In this case, it happens to be Zorro Vince McMahon. Yeah, literally. It's Vince McMahon with a do-rag, but the, like, thing the is Zorro over his kind, eyes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he watches that announcer for secret signals, and there's some great signals. Folks, you better take notes. Yes. 
two fingers means let this match go for 10 more minutes. Wouldn't it mean two minutes, first of all, <laughs> even if it was a thing? Second of all, since when <laughs> is the announcer the booker, basically? <laughs> like, he can just, like, it's like, I, he, they, they said, like, he's listening if the crowd's into it. It's yeah. like, so he has more authority than the booker? Right. <laughs> and third of all, what happens... Like in WCW where they're like looking away from the ring. Yeah. Like they're, they're not, not even, even at ring. They're not even at ring. So their backs are to the ring. What are they? Two two fingers in the air yeah, and the, and the refs the refs looking in the distance with his like binoculars or something like. Oh, what about at house shows where there's no one? Yeah, what, yeah. What uh, that's the fourth thing. What about at house shows? None of this is right. This is a, just a completely false statement. Now, what I want to know is how far along would the announcer be holding up a 10 more minute signal what, yeah. like 10 minutes into a match well, or that's, a 20 yeah, minute match? Yeah, that's another thing. It's like most matches are like seven minutes. Especially 98, we're talking like three minutes. Yeah, there's know? no freaking 10, ex- 10 <laughs> extra minutes. That's a long time. I know. And they say the one is for five, yeah, right? Yeah, one finger is five minutes, but Quinn, the pen. The pen. Don't forget about the pen. Go home right away. The only thing I can see them ever basing this on is if like Harley Race hated Vince McMahon, like nitpicking maybe. stuff. And Vince maybe used to do this. But there's no, like, I guarantee a JR wasn't in any kind of authority to say a match should go less time or something. Waving his pen around. Yeah. I mean, unless... By J- God, pen! Unless JR was getting headset from Vince, but the thing is, is the ref also had headset by Yeah, then. so why do you even need to say that? Why would the announcer need to do it? This is all dumb. I think they based this on some booking principles from, like, the 60s, you know? Back yeah. when wrestling was in smoky bars, like we talked about. Yeah. So anyway, our next seven Quinn is Heat. <laughs> In blue letters, by yeah, the not way. Red. I like that. You would think it'd be red. Yeah. So we got um, Brash Knuckles on his way to the ring on the mic. On like, yeah. that same Shore SM58 mic, by the yeah, way, and it's not plugged in anything. It's just the same one from under the ring. <laughs> they, they move it after the match yeah. starts. And it's not plugged in. Yeah. That's <laughs> the best part. <laughs> and Quinn, <laughs> there's an unnecessary amount of popcorn yes, being thrown at this guy raining popcorn in this arena like first of all have you ever been to like a wrestling match they don't just let you throw <laughs> no. shit at them like, even in 98 you couldn't do that yeah, i know wcw like did it for effect later but like it wasn't even this was like i'm this is wcw's prime time right yes it but is even wcw didn't have like literally like raining popcorn like the fans could have been like a popcorn machine popping new pot you know how like <laughs> yeah. it's like a lot of popcorn Popcorn, yes. like that's how much popcorn was raining down, and they were like two feet from the guy. They'd all get ejected for yeah, that. Everybody. You can't do that. And yeah. Why are you wasting all that popcorn? Yeah, why eat the popcorn? They're all like the other thing is they're all like excited as they're like emptying popcorn. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. So here's a big secret, Quinn. Yeah, brawling. It's fighting on the outside. This I I just didn't even understand what this explanation was. It's like they're like the fans like it. <laughs> that's the secret like they don't they say nothing else they're They're just like like, we get heat by brawling on the outside good yeah i noticed that you know how i noticed because i like it when they do that yeah that's not a secret that's not a secret at all pop secret pop secret yeah (laughs) the wrestler's girlfriend can help with heat too quinn yeah and now this lady she is so unnotable (laughs) yeah she doesn't even have a mask she's basically a sable clone like, did you notice that? Yes. Like, yeah. she was just in, like... Cat Sable. She was... But 
a little more risque. Like she had like chaps on. And, risque like, chap cat sable. Yeah. <laughs> and her hair was up. You said she's probably the producer's girlfriend. Yeah, because there's no way that she would like ever go to anything now because she exposed the secrets, right? Yeah, the secrets. Like she would be banished. So the big secret here is that sometimes wrestlers have managers that beat up the face. That's not a secret. <laughs> Again, like, with the non-secrets. It's a trope. Like, yeah. you know that by watching wrestling. Why don't they just call it Wrestling Tropes Exposed? <laughs> so our next segment here is Shills and Plants. And Quinn? Yeah? Did you know the crowd is supposed to boo the villain? Oh, really? Yeah. I never knew that. You know one way they accomplish that? Well, the, the heel can actually tear up a kid's autograph book. <sighs> They're like, oldest trick in the book. And it's like, this doesn't, like, really happen a lot. Like <laughs> no, like I've never seen it in real life ever. I mean, I've literally never seen. it. I guess it. like the Million Dollar Man used to like crush people's like basketballs and crap. Like <laughs> you're combining so many things. You there, know what I mean? Though. The Million good. Dollar Man would like screw with the fans, right? But like but that's he's the like, only one. Yeah, it wasn't like they're like <laughs> the oldest trick in the book. The way they're explaining it is like this happens like at every wrestling event. Yeah, <laughs> like no. And uh, the kid Quinn is a shill. That has been planted For, there. Okay, this terminology of shill. Yeah. Why did... He's already a plant. Why is he also a shill? That's just them trying to, like, knock wrestling fans again. Yeah, a shill? Really? It's he's a kid. A, it's a kid... And they, what is he? The, he's somebody's <laughs> yes. like son or something. <laughs> they try to say that when this happens, it's usually one of the wrestler's kids. He gets pizza and a ride home. Because here's the other secret he's usually one of the wrestler's own kids. <laughs> now, how is that? true like, really like, every single time <laughs> yeah then that that means like sky heart would have been like the the number one like fan in the crowd wait, wait. or whatever now when you say sky which one are you really trying to refer the to one in who wrote the articles in wwf magazine or whatever with the stupid haircut dallas dallas yeah <laughs> dallas beans <laughs> blade blade what was it with his kids and names Jade. anywhere <laughs> That, that, those are all weird names, no? Well, well, you know, I just wanted to name them something different. You know, my my older my older brother Bruce told me to name them after Beans. You yeah, know, what? so I did. <clears throat> okay, Quinn, did you know there's also stunt grannies? Yes, every wrestling match has stunt grannies. <laughs> they, that's what they imply. Yeah, they, they're like <laughs> night after night. She night, puts her yeah, pads on. Yeah, night after, and there's also associate plants and yes! sh or shills with her to like catch her or something. Yeah, the guys behind her are plants too. Yeah. So what? What is stunt granny has a whole team with her? Why this never happens? This never happens, and also it's like the only time I remember like a, a granny being. It was like Kevin Sullivan in drag, and he like beat Hulk Hogan up in WCW in Dungeon of Doom. Remember that Judy Bagwell? Yeah, and Judy Bagwell. Yeah, <laughs> and that time Bobby Heenan dressed like a lady to yeah, get to into get Raw, into, but he didn't even get beat up or anything. No, right? he just got exposed. Yeah. Ah, uh, ready for another fabulous fake? It's the back body drop, and the secret is they try not to hurt each other. It's, it's real, just it's collusion this is just get yeah it's collusion and it's like what i stop like just stop already i'm I, we're like how long are we into this at this point like not, 30 minutes not long enough we get it i do like the use of the telestrator to show how to fall the right way you in the like back that? body drop because i no. i feel it's even more insulting it's very it's insulting like, it's like look at this simple thing it's yeah. like you need it drawn on the screen because you're dumb you know what it was a straight line yeah that they drew it's yeah. like john madden see and here's the guy with the you draw you, you, you draw you draw the straight line and it doesn't hurt yeah harley race introduces the next segment 
props. <laughs> they they liken this to a Hollywood set, the yeah, announcer. That's because that's all they know because they're from Hollywood and mm-hmm. they hate wrestling. Yep. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the, you know why these Hollywood types... Let me go on a rant for a second. You go know ahead. why these Hollywood types hate this? Why? It's because they don't want to admit that these guys that are like touring the country and do actual work and go through hardships yeah. as actors... Yeah. That they might be more talented than them. Or just as, or or yeah. talented on a different, you know, plane yeah, or plateau. Exactly. I, I, I agree with you. Uh so, Quinn, I, I this is this might blow your mind here. Yeah. Everybody, but the trophy, you know, when all those times where they hit each other with trophies. Yeah, that's every match, right? Every because there's a trophy. Everybody when they win a match, they get a trophy. They get a trophy, right? like in Japan. Yeah. Uh it's gimmicked. Oh, is it? That's why it shatters like that in a oh, million pieces. Really? Yeah, well, it's not tell real. that to Bret Hart when he like. Remember when he threw that trophy and it like wouldn't break, and he yeah. had to use like both of his feet, like to like he was like, yeah, he like, was like stepping on and it, and pulling on and, it, and like then he tried to bend the the man on the top, and it was real metal. Like, yeah. So that's bullshit right he, there. He didn't know the secret. I guess he didn't know. <laughs> he, didn't, booker, he didn't hit it in the right spot where they the like thing. gimmicked it or whatever. The right? Booker didn't gimmick it for him. Yeah, with the wrestler's girlfriend. Also, Quinn. I never picked up on this. <laughs> this one is stupid. Salt is powder. No shit, really? Like, everyone like, knew that. Sometimes they even called it powder because yeah. they knew it looked fake. Yeah. Like, it, sometimes. And the only person that called it salt was the for Fuji. Fuji. Yeah. That's a ceremonial salt the Fuji always carries. Anyone else, it was always powder. Yeah. It was. It really was. There it's was a big cloud of powder. <laughs> that's not really a secret, again. I know. It's like, it's just, it's like looking with your eyes yeah. like <laughs> the secret of wrestling using your eyes speaking of eyes and looking did you know that the chairs aren't fake yeah of course <laughs> like i can sit in them can i yes they're so they're real, real. They're, it's a real chair i can sit in it why like, how would it how would it be fake I don't know. Like, what is it like? Do they think it's foam or something? I don't know. How does it make that noise? Are they playing something over the PA? Yeah, like, if with, with that ex- mic. If they'd explain some like elaborate scheme where it's really made out of foam and that there's like a timing, be awesome. Like, and like if <laughs> that'd be impressive. That would actually be impressive very much. But that would also give the wrestlers too much credit, and we can't have them look any good. No, they're we a bunch just of have lugs. To look, look like boneheads <laughs> who want to kill themselves every night. Right. Exactly. Because like, that's like how they position this. I know. And speaking of positioning, the telestrator again helpfully illustrates how to properly fold the chair. I guess I can do that now. Yeah, we're we're on our way to becoming yeah. wrestlers. Yeah. And then what you do, Quinn, is you hit them in the back, and then these dumbass hick twinky audiences yeah. <laughs> think that that means the head. Yeah. Well, everyone's stupid, <laughs> and they don't get that they just saw him get hit in the back. Yeah. They every think it means every, the head. every wrestling fan is stupid. Joe, we are the dumbest people because we do a podcast about this. <laughs> We're, the, we're so dumb, according to these producers. We're such idiots. Why Why don't we just stop? Yeah, now? you're right. Yeah. We should just quit. All right, yeah. see you, folks. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. Never mind in 1998, yeah. right, when this was going on, that there were legitimately unprotected chair shots to the head going this on. This was like the height of it. Like right. fully, probably... <clears throat> partially left wrestling because he took too many chair shots in that in that no arena people in the arena match do you remember that <laughs> well it was rumble 99 actually and that too well yeah. I, it, those were like within weeks of each other mm-hmm. and i remember fully taking really shitty chair shots yeah. also in the halftime heat too yeah it was bad yeah and uh to, for them to say that at this time period is 
utterly insulting to the performers. It is. Like, but it if, really is. If only Foley would have told The Rock, just hit him in the back, because the fans will think and that's the And then Foley head. will clutch his head, right? Yeah, exactly. Because that's what, fans are stupid. But I guess, I guess Foley and The Rock are the worst wrestlers. Oh yeah, they're terrible. Did you but, know the tables are real, too? Yeah. <laughs> because the, the announcers are sitting at them with stuff on them. It is a table. In, yeah. in, like, I understand they're like, it's sawdust or whatever, yeah, right? But, but like, that's what those tables are made out of. Yeah. Like, no one thought it was an oak mahogany dining table. <laughs> yeah, what do they think? They're, they're slamming them on a coffee table? Yeah. Like... Made of glass? Yeah, like, we always saw what the table looked like. They were always clearly those, like, folding tables. Yes! They were never not. I never thought it, it was a fake table. And everyone knows that a folding table is a weaker table. Yes. It's, like, because you get it for, like, nine ninety nine at Walmart. Like Same price as the network. Yeah. Not at Walmart. Ah, so you hit it in the middle, Quinn. It's simple physics. Great. You really <laughs> helped me. The fans don't know the secrets, though. I'm just telling you. Fab- fabulous fake time the flying body block here's the secret they try not to hurt each other and, they, and he catches you him. catch him yeah he catches him i've seen that yeah i, before under- I ever saw this i knew that the first time i saw it like why would you just stand there like <laughs> it's so like it's not exposing anything every time what about this one juicing it's a con that's what they say (laughs) it's a con granddaddy of all cons is when a wrestler is literally beaten to a bloody pulp this is now this is probably the most disrespect because this is actually a unique thing yes that wrestlers do that they get zero credit for yep they get yelled at by the hollywood types yep and instead it's a con and you know they're just deceiving people deceiving and there's a special they know how to cut each other yeah. Tell that to the guys that get hit by shit and actually get busted open legit. Too. That's true. That happens a lot. Or tell that even to the guys who blade and then take a shot to the head unprotected. They should just take it to the shoulders because the fans don't know the secret. They don't know. <laughs> now it's real blood. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, thought I was, it was always got, looking for ketchup. Yeah, I thought it was. I, I swear, Joe, I said this to you. I thought. That they were legit going to just insult them and say it was ketchup or like blood packets or vials of fake blood or, <laughs> or tell the fans like the fans think it's ketchup, you yeah. know, because they don't know the or, secret. Yeah, say that, that the fan like any way to insult us. So I was surprised that they actually went there. Now, Brash Knuckles is a hero, by the way. This guy is so good. I don't yeah, know the, who it is. The whole time, he's the only one, like, rationally explaining it and actually, like, making it sound like a legit art and, like, there's something to this. Right. While the producer's like, oh, look at these idiots. Yeah, like, I know. You know what I mean? Like, he's, like, very real about it. Yeah, he's good. So this one's actually okay. The ref gives the guy a razor blade, generally, or sometimes they have it on their own person, you know? Did you notice the razor blade look like a, a tube of, like, like paste or something it was like, wrapped in tape that's yeah, why it like, just looked really weird paste. well because that like a red cap on it or something it was yeah, just tape yeah so it's time for finishers here they are oh, they're boy. really good ones first of all quinn the backbreaker that's never a finisher <laughs> ever <laughs> ever now i'm not talking folks about jesse ventura's overhead you know backbreaker no, like the, the normal the kind. move yeah. one of bret hart's five moves of doom yeah it's a five move of doom it's not a finish all these finishers are really shitty by the way like, they, they are yeah now the secret here quinn is that they cooperate yep now the next finisher is the hurricanrana guess what what they cooperate yes Again. amazing amazing now the leg drop now okay so now we're getting now they're trying to like they're ramping it up right like now we're really yeah. showing you like hulk hogan's finisher yeah the leg drop we're gonna expose hogan as a fraud yeah <laughs> you know the secret yeah 
you don't touch your opponent with your leg and the fans are big, dumb, stupid And idiots. you land on your butt, remember? Yeah, you land on your butt. He says that. He I does. land on my butt and inner thigh. <laughs> but most of the uh, shock will be to my butt and upper thigh area. And the bulldog headlock. That's never a finisher ever, never, ever. What's the secret, though, Quinn? They cooperate? <laughs> yes. You got it. I figured it out. It's time for our big finish here with finishing moves. You know, why weren't these on our Rushmore finishers? Why weren't they on the Rushmore finishers? And also, the last one is actually, like, a good It's thing. a good finisher. Yeah. That's why they saved it for last. Yeah, this is, like, the only one, because we know from watching Championship in 82. You can win at any time with this. This is... In 82. Lo- it actually looks good. This would have been relevant yeah. in 82. And that finisher, of course, is the pile driver and the secret, of course. They cooperate. They cooperate. <laughs> so... Quinn, does this mean we can be wrestlers now that we know all the secrets? I guess so. I, I mean, mean, I know how to punch you now. According to the producers here, like, I know all the secrets now, so there's really no point in me watching, and I probably could just go do this, like, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, like, right. <laughs> but uh, then they war- they give me a stern warning, but only the wrestlers notice that. Yeah, this is very bizarre. Yeah. So after the whole show of the announcers and the production, you know, yeah. treating it like basically this... You're being conned. If you don't know the secrets, you're stupid. You think this is all real. It's right. all a deception. Everyone's in on this. They're tricking you. They're taking your money. There's plants and shills and yeah. babies and bookers and <laughs> Grandma's. handing out signs. Right. Then the wrestlers say, this stuff really hurts. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why couldn't they have this theme the whole way through? It's like, if you like all of these moves, if you fuck any of this shit up, you could like seriously injure someone. They never say this until the end, and it's only like a minute blur. Yeah. And it's almost like the the wrestlers were like, "We're not doing this unless we get to say this." Like this didn't feel like any part of the episode, right? Because the wrestlers are like, "We put our bodies on the line. You know, yeah. we could we can get hurt. Yeah, we've had multiple injuries. This yeah. is real. This really does hurt." And like once, like I consider myself lucky that I can even still yep. do this. That's like, right. One of them says that yeah and so the announcer's last line is and again keep in mind this is after telling us the whole show how fake it is right this announcer yeah saying how fake this stuff is fake 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 you decide how fake it is you decide how fake is it yeah it's almost like he he just had to question them at the end isn't that crazy yeah so after all that it's left open-ended it's probably i swear (laughs) that only that thing was in there because the wrestlers refused to do it unless they got a bit where they got to say, like, no, this is, you could get hurt doing right. this. It's not safe. Like, I know. So, Quinn, this was insulting to a wrestling fan in 1998. I think it was insulting to a wrestling fan in 1988. I think it was insulting to a wrestling fan in the history of the universe. Like, yeah, if you, you do, it huh? didn't matter where you came from. <laughs> like, this is. Like, I could take someone in a time machine from, like, Farmer Burns time and show them this. (laughs) Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, my God, a TV? What's that? But then, like, but then they'd be like, wow, this is so insulting. You really watch this shit? Like, why are they making me feel like an idiot for falling for this? And it's very interesting, Quinn, that we talked about this in this episode. I mean... I wouldn't call it a coincidence that we talked about sports entertainment. I don't even think this is sports entertainment, what what they described. What they described harkens back to the carny days, as you like to talk about. Yeah. Wrestling intense, you know, with the bears. Just a time where no one 
knew when it was real, but that's like a hundred years ago at this point. Right. It's really long. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I'm saying even the Farmer Burns people would yes. be like, they'd be like outraged after seeing this. Like, it made me feel proud in a way to be a wrestling fan, a sports entertainment fan, because we defy, and I know all of our fans do too. Yeah. We defy the stereotype that they were shooting for. Well, the stereotype they were shooting for is that wrestling fans are stupid, right? Mm -hmm. But in reality, the people who actually enjoy this are smart because they get enjoyment out of a performance art. Like people who get enjoyment out of looking at a painting Mm -hmm. or Or going to Broadway or watching gymnastics or figure skating or or ballet or ballet or like all the any of the classier, finer arts. Right. Is wrestling refined? Certainly not. Certainly not. But it's there is an art to it. There is an art to it. Like when I see a good match like Randy Savage or Ricky Steamboat, it's like I respected the, the competitors, work, right? Yeah, the, the work, work that it takes to do that, and 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 the timing, the choreography to it, and it's like none of that is really like talked about here. It's no. just like these are all just they're going to take your money, and they're con artists. Yep, and like everything is fake that they do. It doesn't hurt. Like, yeah, like <laughs> they protect each other. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. When I watch a match, like you said, like Steamboat Savage, WrestleMania three. Yeah, I ain't thinking about how much the ring is bouncing. Yeah, or who handed the signs out. Right, and that's part of the credit to the competitors. Correct, is that it feels real. Yes, it does. Even though you know it's fake, yep. it feels real. It's all about emotion. You know, getting absorbed. Yes. Into what you're watching. And they never kind of gave the credit to those people like for that can do that. Like they, they alluded to like heat or whatever, but they didn't really care about like, do you realize there's like psychology to that? Absolutely. No, they just said like they're pushing over fake grandmas. Yeah. It's like they're, <laughs> they're diluting it down to the easiest, like stupidest stuff and not showing me anything's like I always say like the drifter is a good example sure. of, of heat because it's something that people don't understand and they don't know and they don't get what it is and that's why they hate it, right? Like right. that's psychology. But they instead they they dial it down to like the stupidest level, right? Throwing a kid's autograph book and they yeah. say like this is all they do. It's See, it's just, it's bullshit. And the fans are stupid and they buy into it and they're dumb. I like it because I get enjoyment out of the performance of it. I know that it's not real. Yeah. I know that it's not real either. I want to be entertained. I get enjoyment out of the fact that, like, I'm watching the wrestlers try to up their game. Right. Up their performance like a sport. Yep. To entertain me. Yeah, exactly. But this doesn't do that. This program just, it's, it's all just bullshit. They just, they. They just call it bullshit, and that's... I just hated it. And I'm sorry that I had to put you through that, Quinn, but I felt it was a necessary evil to endure, mm-hmm. because I felt like our fans would appreciate their passion, their hobby being defended by our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And folks, we want to thank you so much for being with us for Season 3. We will be back next week on Quinn's birthday. Oh, yeah. For episode number 31. On my 31st. Season 4, on your 31st birthday. Folks, thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you for any requests that you've had or will have. You can reach us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website, OVPPodcast.com. And Quinn, of course, they can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Yep, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, 
Otis Radio. Yes. Uh, and, of course, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Don't forget about the YouTube. There's some good content on there, the Championship Wrestling. That's right. So, folks, until next season, next week, Monday the 15th, have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for being with us. We will see you in Season 4. See ya. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Whoops. Blooper reel. I think I'll keep that in. All right. In three, two, one. What about the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of... <laughs> and what did you get at KFC? <laughs> well, I got the Zinger. How was it? It was okay. I'm <laughs> not that impressed. Is this the sandwich? It is the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of. <laughs> Whoops. It's the second fucking time I've done that. This is staying in for the blooper reel. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll just play the real thing now. Where is it? <laughs> oh, boy. I'm doing really good. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> That's it. Thank you. You can just use that. Wah wah. Wah wah. We are here on episode number ass. Blah. I'll, I'll fix this all.